Bob Miller, Ryan Hendricks, and you, 301-694-9363, 301-694-WFND. Sometimes I should not scroll through Twitter. <laughs> I was watching this. I'm stuck on it now. There's a video of, uh, you sent me a picture, but I think there's a whole video of Hunter Biden. <laughs> Yeah, and then I was watching this whole thing about um, you know John Stossel had on there, and then I'm scrolling down looking, and some <laughs> other person it says uh, Hammer and Nigel downtown Indy is a mess. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of a guy. <laughs> sta- have you seen this? Yeah, I have. Standing in his window naked. Yeah, pressing his thing up against the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the problem. Never mind. I couldn't say that. And a tweaker laying right outside of this guy's window. Yeah, so uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's a sad state. Yeah, it's um, it's Hammer's father, who Hammer was dropping his son off to see his grandfather. I don't know and, who Hammer is. Yeah, he's the the talk show host with that Twitter account. Oh, okay. the Hammer and Nigel show, and uh, the the guy was laying right there, and he's laying. He's got his hand down his pants mm-hmm. right in front of this guy's doorstep. Yeah. Yep, you, his shirt's up, and uh, yeah, you can tell he's passed out. I'll tell you what the Great Reset was. So the Great Reset, in my opinion, was the Antifa violence downtown in Democrat-run cities during the 2020 uh, George Floyd riots. Ever since then, we've had total chaos downtown. Downtowns look like zombie towns, and mm-hmm. and the only reason Fredericks doesn't look like that is because there, uh, there aren't many homeless services in the city of Frederick, and homeless people know that, so they go what? to cities I think like there's tons of them. I I don't think there are enough to support the homeless population that say would be in Washington D.C. Well, um, maybe not. I mean, it's just because I don't know the size. But I mean, you can get three meals a day in Frederick. Yeah, and, and let's be honest. Uh, you know, white liberals in downtown Frederick would not be too kind to homeless people. They would call the police if they're they were panhandling or something like that. So, I don't think the Frederick City community would be that welcoming to homeless people. If the problem got totally out of hand, I believe the Frederick City Police would work hard to clean it up because the tax base is high. I mean, there's there's million dollar homes near Baker Park. They're not going to they're not going to go for that. I think it was you that said it uh maybe a couple of months ago that, you know, officials in Frederick County and Frederick City don't want poor people living in the city. And I think I echo that. And I think that's indicative of the lack of affordable housing that we see. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people who don't want to. Um, I, I don't know about poor people. They, 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 you know, there's definitely a vibe downtown. Yeah. And that's not know, welcoming. They're little, snotty it's, downtown. It's a, yeah, it can be a little uppity, mm-hmm. I think. I think not everybody. I mean, you know, our buddy Joey lives downtown. Our buddy Dave Conrad lives downtown. There are a lot of people who live downtown. But, yeah, but uh, look what Dave Conrad wrote. He, he railed oh, yeah. on Michael O'Connor on a Facebook post. I don't know what ever came of that but you can tell that frederick officials don't want people that can't pay the rising cost of everything mm-hmm. in frederick because of the way that they push equity and inclusion remember i pointed out last week that the more they talk about equity and inclusion the more equitable and inclusive 
they actually are. That's just a ruse. They they don't want people to look at what they're actually doing. So what they do is they oversell the equitability and inclusive nature of the county by saying we're that way when they actually aren't. They can use the pronouns and the emails all they want, but they're not that equitable. Jessica Fitzwater doesn't care that much about people that she pretends to care about. 818. All right, 823 at WFMD. I told you about this list earlier from one of our loyal listeners. His name is Bruce, and he emails me sometimes from time to time just to talk about some observations. Bruce, what about Bob at WFMD.com? Why not me? Uh, Because he doesn't email you. I don't actually, you are on this email. Really? You are. Check your spam. Check your spam, ma'am. Anyway. um... So yeah, no. he says, Ryan, I've lived in this country, <laughs> lived in this country. I think he, he meant to say lived in this county, lived in this county, an area between Frederick and Hagerstown for about 40 years. He said that he's never seen such crime in Frederick as he has in the last four to five years. And he goes down this list and this list is incredible. And I've been here for a lot of this. You've been here for a lot of this as well, Bob. Um, he starts off by saying, uh, talking about colonial jewelers being robbed. And that was, uh, man, that was like, what, eight or nine years ago, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, the jewelry store in FSK was robbed. Remember that a couple of years ago? He says, uh, carjackings in downtown Frederick. A man was shot on All Saints Street. A man stabbed in the neck and chest on Market Street. Burger King had that altercation where Jan Penniman was shot and killed, shooting downtown during In the Streets. A woman was raped in the alley downtown. Four or five illegal aliens of MS-13 chop up a 15-year-old guy and dump him in the mountains in Gambrel. A man shoots a cop after fleeing an arrest on Rooks Court. Two police officers shot by a man on Key Parkway and near Key Parkway. Multiple fights at TJ High School. Multiple fights at Tuscarora High School. A man was stabbed on Market Street near the Old Town Tavern. Uh, Shots fired in several locations in neighborhoods. Sex trafficking arrest downtown. And, And he said that's all off the top of his head. So I will ask you, I I know, you know, the media is complicit here in maybe not covering up things for the police, but not reporting them maybe as much as they should. Do we have a problem overall that we need to address immediately before we spiral out of control and we wind up kind of like Hagerstown is in a position right now, overwhelmed by gangs and drugs? Well, the question would be, what can you do and how much are you willing to pay for it? Mm-hmm. And and so maybe the city, maybe the county needs to address that. I mean, we remember, we already had $800,000 taken away from the sheriff's budget mm-hmm. from the county. Um, the city, uh, you know, is looking for new police officers and lateral police officers. Um, I, I was just on the city's uh, w- uh, webpage, at the job section, um, and it really is. I mean, what are people willing to do and put up with? Are they willing to, you know, maybe have some of their freedoms taken away? Uh, to protect themselves? Who knows? Now, a, a guy that we don't go after a lot, and, and when I say go after, I, I mean talk about a lot, is uh, Charlie Smith. He has run unopposed several times in the county, 
And he seems to be kind of flying under the radar when it comes to prosecuting criminals because we're not really privy to people. Once they get arrested and they go into the system, they tend to come out on the other side. And the only time we see their perpetual offenders is when we look at the Maryland case search. Now, do we need to see maybe some new prosecutorial blood in Frederick County? Do we need to get somebody in there that is harder on crime. I don't know Charlie's track record. I know he has a a good prosecution rate because they're pleading down a lot of cases in Frederick to, you know, lower offenses just to get a conviction rate. But you know that all prosecutors do when you when you look at a prosecutor that has a 95 to 96 percent prosecutorial rate, they have to plead down cases to get that rate. How else would they get that rate? They would spend years and years and years prosecuting one person for crack distribution when they could easily get them for crack possession and have that appear as a felony prosecution on their record. There's no way, there's too many criminals. Just look at it from a logistical standpoint. There are too many criminals to go to trial for each and every criminal. A trial costs taxpayers a lot of money and lasts for years and years. A, a, a criminal can, can uh, get things dismissed and get things extended and easily take a case into two or three years. The prosecutor wants to get these people out of jail and back onto the streets to get the next person up so they could prosecute. So Charlie probably has to. I'm not being critical. It's just logical. He has to plead down cases in order to get his prosecution rate up, right? Well, I think it would be depending on the case. I've known Charlie for a very long time. I consider him a friend. Um, he might not have the same thing, but I consider him a friend. Um, and I think, you know, and I've had dealings with him. And uh, I can I know exactly how strong he can be. I know how um, uh, some of these cases affect him somewhat personally sometimes um and i know that he that being tough on crime is is hard to do i mean we talked about the body cameras and how much work they have to go through to try to get those done and and you deal with like so if you're getting caught with pot and you're dealing is that is that more or or less than you stabbing somebody um you know so you plead down one and you go after the other it's kind of a kind of a give and take Right. And I do have a relationship with some Frederick City police officers, and they've told me they've shared with me some of their frustrations privately about people that they've worked hard to arrest and are back on the streets. Now, how much of that falls on Charlie and how much of that falls on the state because of the woke politics in Annapolis? I don't know how much power Frederick County has to put these people behind bars. I know in Hagerstown, in Washington County, I'm being told there's a judge there, his name escapes me right now, but everybody knows, every gun-toting, crack-dealing piece of garbage knows in Hagerstown, if you go in front of him, after you get caught with a gun, you are going to prison for 20 years. Now, I don't know how much fear there is in Frederick County from drug dealers who get caught with guns, and I don't know what the mandatory minimum is in the states. But again, I know we are in a society where crime is becoming um, becoming almost uh, looked past when it comes to you know drug offenses. Do I think that everybody that gets caught get caught with drugs deserves a stiff sentence? No, but I do think that drug dealers 
deserve stiff sentences. I think fentanyl dealers deserve life to death in prison. And I do believe that crack dealers deserve at least 30 to 40 years in prison. But each case is individual. But I know there's a lot of frustration that a lot of people aren't talking about on the streets of Frederick because violent criminals are getting short sentences. Morning News Express at WFMD. Good morning. Don't forget Glenn Beck coming up right after Fox and Local News. Then Clay and Buck, Tim and Frank right after Bill O'Reilly. Good stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a whole lot about the accused Philly gunman? Well, I, I know that I know there's, you know, scrutiny about him being a BLM activist. I know he, he was a, a cross dresser and he was charged with, uh, I think, what, four or five counts of murder yesterday. I also watched a very bizarre press conference yesterday with the prosecutor in Philadelphia. He brought up some people that were talking about how the conservative media is harming trans people by talking about the fact that this guy dressed up like a woman. I I don't know how that's hurting them. I think that's shedding light. But, you know, they typically think of anything verbal as violence. They they talk about that as... No, what's violence is killing four people and injuring a teenager in a mass shooting. That's actually violence. I, so, so here's my thought on the the traditional media out there, and that is that this guy's black, right? He was a BLM activist. Mm-hmm. He's trans. If this guy was white, he would be all oh, over the man. news every single day. Yeah, absolutely. Every single day, and we would have protests. Mm-hmm. We would have marches. We'd have riots. We'd have everything, right? Yeah. And we don't have anything. Nothing's happening because, and I'm not that I want it. I just would like, um, you know, as Michael Hughes would say in downtown Frederick, equity. Mm-hmm. We need equity when it comes to the news media and their coverage of a black trans a BLM supporter shooting up people in downtown Philadelphia. Yeah, I think when, Bob, I don't know how we got to this point where. You know, we're excusing all the black on black crime because that's exactly what we're doing. We're not taking a look at the real problem, which is the the fatherless homes, the inner city violence, the uh, low to no conflict resolution in the inner cities. I mean, not only did we have a mass shooting in Philadelphia, but we had a mass shooting in Baltimore that hurt 28 people, killed two people. We had a mass shooting in Salisbury last night that nobody's talking about that killed a couple of people. Um, you know, and a lot of this involves young black men and women, and nobody wants to talk about it. And for years and years, the Democrat Party has done nothing to help the black community. Sure, they've had their vote making empty promises, but they haven't built their communities any stronger, any more uh, self-sufficient than they have been in recent years. They've done nothing for them. And I realized that Biden's administration is much like Obama's administration in the way that there have been so many gun related incidents. In fact, I'm looking on my favorite website, gunviolencearchive.org, uh, favorite because it's it's so informative. 
And there have been 27 mass murders this year, 360 mass shootings. And it's just unacceptable. The number of gun-related violence deaths, 22,068. 9,726 people have died from homicide. And 779 teenagers between the ages of 12 and 17 have been killed this year. It's just, you know, those numbers should make everybody angry. They should make every parent angry. It's inexcusable. And again, a majority of the violence is happening in Democrat-run cities. What do we do and what can anybody do to change that? So if you want to invest in communities that are downtown, give people jobs, um, give people the proper education. And, you know, if I'm owning a business, I'm not going down there, you know, to get ransacked. And, and that's kind of the the way that it is. It, it wasn't always that way. And I think you know, the summer of love and then the uh, the riots in Baltimore where it was like, just stand down, let them do it. It gives people the, the right to just go in and, and smash your, your business and steal whatever. What right person in their or what person in their right mind is going to go downtown somewhere and open up a business in those places? Nobody. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Obviously, we don't have the answer. We wouldn't be working in radio. We're just observationists who are talking about the state of the world. I know that social media has really been a huge downfall in society. Social media was probably created for families to connect to each other. Like, I connect to my family in Southern California, but it's turned out to be something completely different. I'm convinced that young kids are committing violence and filming it on social media because they want to be influencers. Everybody wants an easy way out, and people think that committing violence is an easy way to get views on social media, which it is, but in the process, we're perpetuating a nasty cycle where kids think that posting violent clips of them hurting each other is the only way to gain attention. They're getting attention on social media attention they're not getting in their homes. And and that's part of the problem. Another part of the problem is we've eliminated God. We've made God such a dirty word. People are so angry with God because they've prayed for results that they haven't gotten instantaneously. This is an instant gratification society. So, I mean, we could go on and on and on listing the, the problems. It's a laundry list of problems. But one thing I do know, and I will restate, and I'll re- restate this forever and ever and ever, guns aren't the problem. Guns are not the problem. Drugs are the problem. Mental illness is the problem. The lack of God, the lack of prayer and consistent prayer is the problem. That Those are some of the problems that I see. I don't think guns are the problem. I think they can actually be the solution because we need guns to keep bad people out of our lives from killing us. That's what we need.